Eagles 38, Giants 7. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And the Giants season's over, a first in Talking Giants history, the first time the Giants have been to the playoffs since 2016. Uh, this sucks, man. Like, we'll, we'll in a, you know, a week or two, we'll, we'll evaluate the season and talk about the success and, and for what it is, but... I don't care. Once you get in the dance, man, it's it's win or die. And I feel like death right now with the New York Giants. And especially it was just the entire game, the Giants were done. You know, after they went for it on that fourth and three, that ended the game. Fourth and three. Or sorry, no, after the Daniel Jones. The four, yeah, the Dan, <laughs> sorry, the Daniel Jones. The fourth and eight, then the Daniel Jones interception to Bradbury. That was that was like, okay, this, this game is over. And they scored right there. And to before we get into talking about whatever, I think this game and I, I obviously we came in confident and it's the playoffs. You should be confident. You're there, you won a game versus the Vikings. But with the Giants and their season right now, they were able to play above expectations because of coaching, because of Daniel Jones, because you know, they're their star players doing doing what they should. But I think this is a good, you know, punch in the face that says Hey, it doesn't matter how good your coaching is when you go up against a team like the Eagles or the team like the 49ers uh, who has talent, just, just deep depth, great star players and good coaching, that talent ends up winning. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the Eagles have been building that O-line for, for years. I mean, I think the Eagles, from the standpoint of they're a team that they can get the lead early with explosive pass plays, they can keep a lead by running the ball, and then they can keep a lead by playing pass defense and then playing good defense as well. I mean, that that is what I feel like every NFL team ultimately kind of strives to do, and I think it's ultimately what, I mean, I think the Giants are going to strive to do. They're going to upgrade the secondary. They're going to upgrade the O-line. Um, they're going to make a bunch of other upgrades to eventually become a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, no matter how much we kind of hate them. Uh, they they have a good roster. We'll we'll see what their road looks like after this. But yeah, the you know the 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 details of this game. You know, we usually come in here and we usually come in here and be like, this is how the Giants won. This is how the Giants lost. Break down personnel. Break down schematics. Break down this. Break down that. Uh, this sucks. And the details of this game are are, are are kind of fuzzy. You know, we just we just got confused between a fourth and eight and a fourth and three. The details on this game are fuzzy just because it it really did kind of suck from start to finish. There was never that. You know, I think really the only time that maybe we had a little bit of energy was when we were down like twenty-one nothing or twenty. It was twenty-eight-seven, and we started to get a little bit momentum. We're like, "Oh, it's not over! It's not over!" That yeah, was the only kind that of even energy me, that we had. That was even me like telling myself, "Like, do like, hey, <laughs> you're." It was basically like, you're on camera. You can't give up on this game yet. No, um, you no. know, so it was like me forcing myself. Like, all right, let's get let's get back into it. Um, so uh, where do you? Where do you want to start? Because I do think we'll, we talk about the game and how this played out, but I, just overall, they just dominated the Giants, right? Like, yeah. th- like on uh, up front on both sides, where they their pass rush was just deadly, and you know we knew that was going to be an issue with Evan Neal's an issue all over the line outside of Andrew Thomas, and then their offensive line and, and their running game, I mean, was nasty. Like this, Jalen Hurts threw for 150 yards in this game. And they and a thirty eight and a thirty one point win, their quarterback threw for a hundred fifty yards, and that's the that's the thing that is going to be the most frustrating to me about this game. It's not that they lost, not that they blown out. Is 
really none of the key players or, or what I say, good players played well outside of Saquon Barkley. And it's not like he had some monster game. Key players who we want to be stars for the New York Football yeah. Giants did not show up today besides Saquon Barkley. But even and when, Andrew Thomas. Even when, and Andrew Thomas. But even when, but again, like your, your left tackle, yeah, he could be a star player, but he's not a guy that's He's not be, changing a play. He's yeah. not going to be the headline of a New York sports paper the day after a game. But And then by the time that Saquon Barkley could even do anything positive or productive, the game was over because you were down by three touchdowns. Yeah. If I had some hindsight into this and – you know, knowing the talent disparity after, and it's like when it hits you in the face, I probably would have been like, hey, maybe we should try and control the clock and run the ball and, and punch. But it wouldn't have mattered because their offense was unstoppable. Yeah. You know, like they, they dominated up front. And that was something we've actually said it on a few preview pods this year when you play a team like the Eagles, like the Vikings. Yeah. Do they have Dalvin Cook? Yeah. But they just run zone run and the Giants defense can play against that. If a team that, one is great at it, like the Eagles, like the 49ers. We're going to run their, their, their pulling their pulling guys, they're throwing counters, and the quarterback is a threat. San Francisco's quarterback's not a threat, but they have all types of weapons. Yep. And they just decide to just keep running it. It, it could just be over, yep. right? Like, we've, we've went, we go into like 30 minutes of detail, but it's like, but if this team just decides to just run it, and they have they have the ability they did that. I mean, they ran the ball f- and it, and and it's not just like a bunch of garbage time stats. Like the first drive of the game was definitely Jalen Hurts. He created the big play, uh, had some good third down conversions. The second touchdown drive of the game, Justin, run, 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 twelve yard pass, run, 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 nine yard touchdown yep. pass. And they were utilizing a ton of twelve personnel, which that that's what I said on the preview pod. I I, I almost. If if you got the sense and if you got my energy on the preview pod, of course I picked the Giants to win just because you have to in a playoff game. But I I, I kind of was not. You had a lot better energy than I did because I I kind of just was like, man, this this I'm just scared of this Eagles roster. I'm scared of just what these Jimmys and Joes are going to do against our Jimmy and Joes. Um, and I was like, hey, if I'm the Eagles, I'm running out of twelve personnel and that's almost every play, and then I'm running the ball almost every play now. I remember that first Eagles matchup where when it was non-garbage time and they just still had their way with us, they were throwing the ball a lot. So I thought that, oh, this is going to be just Nick Seriani, just even though they can run the ball well, this is they're just going to throw the ball a lot. They didn't. They, yeah, you know, coaches they, they weirdly, missed it. But. It's a passing league, so coaches weirdly will just like – if like there's very few coaches who are like, let's just keep running. you know. And but like, this look. Giants defense is just so, so bad against the run, and the Eagles did a very good job of – we're not going to let Dexter Lawrence beat us. And then even when, even when certain opportunities where they were running up the middle, or you know uh, they had Kelsey on Dexter Lawrence, and even sometimes some of the guards like Landon Dickerson came out for a couple of plays, and even that left guard, that replacement left guard, was doing all right against Dexter Lawrence. Another player that we expect to be a superstar just didn't fully show up. What do we got going on here? Look at there you go. I told so, you the freaking ESPN box score. <laughs> it just showed up, but uh, no. What I just said for the Eagles, just run out of twelve personnel every single play. Um, you know, having tight ends on the field forces the linebackers to play in coverage if you want to throw the ball. And then if you want to run the ball, then that's even better because this Giants run defense is just so bad. And they did a good job of running away from Dexter Lawrence. That's my overall point. They ran outside the tackles, got their guards out in space, and shit like that. Yeah, and and even then, like Dexter Lawrence, Jason Kelsey, that was – there was two big worries I had going into this game. One was Evan Neal, which obviously that one was confirmed. Check. My second one was also confirmed was that – as great as Dexter Lawrence has been this year, he's an all-pro. His worst game was definitely versus 
Jason Kelsey. And I, I think he might have even had a sack in that game versus Landon Dickerson. But it was like they, they did well against him. I don't care if he made one play in that That's game. great news. Um, Jason Kelsey is 35 years old. Yeah, I was hoping he'd retired last year. <laughs> I was like when he was debating retiring, I was very happy. Go, and go retire and you know go be a Hall of Famer in a couple of years. But and, and I want to see you. They just ran it up the gut, like you know, ran their pulls. And, and they, yeah, they didn't the, run it up the gut. Yeah, they just they, ran it all over. Turn you know, turned in the RPOs. Like even like the, the third touchdown drive again. Run, 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 run. Ten yard pass. Run. Austin Scott run and and at that point they were playing with their food because they knew. Look, let's let's do it again. Fourth touchdown. Run, 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 run. Four yard pass, uh, incomplete pass. Six yard pass, incomplete pass. Uh, run, run, run. Incomplete pass, <laughs> and uh, and then a run. Like they just they just controlled the whole game. Like that's we had. So and I want to talk about the offense too. Obviously. But it was like even like the offense being bad, we're just like, you know, what sucks is that like even if this offense was better, it wouldn't matter. Oh no, it would not matter one hundred percent. And and one of the things that I was I, I thought of in the stream is obviously we we know interior linebacker is such a such a weakness on this team. Like you can argue that wide receiver is a bigger need for this team, but linebacker is a much weaker position, and especially with the emergence of Hodgins and James has done all right. <laughs> had a big James had a big touchdown drop today that didn't matter in garbage time but linebacker is just the weakest position and it's like it's like if if wide receiver is the biggest need on the team and if you consider wide receiver a weak position group or if you consider interior offensive line there's like 50 feet of shit and then you know two's money ball 50 feet of shit and then the and then there's the interior linebackers yeah. on this team and especially I mean I think it kind of starts and almost ends with Jalen Smith because J- Jared Davis and Mikey McFadden have have not played all that bad this year, but it, but an underrated need that I would I would love to address is interior defense alignment number three because man there were some drives in this game where Dexter Lawrence is not on the field and it's like okay well you're just gonna get seven yards per carry if Dexter Lawrence is not on the field if Leonard Williams is not on the field okay then just run towards Ryder Anderson Justin Ellis is it just I don't I don't want to call him Danny Shelton levels of bad but man just really really close bad it. close to it like interior defense alignment number three you can have Dex at nose tackle so Justin Ellis was brought in to be that nose tackle you don't have Dex at nose tackle I feel fine about that but man what like what in this team just how different would this team be with like a BJ Hill on the team like that is such a need for this offseason to kind of bring an interior defense lineman number three. And that's not something that a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously there is a ton of needs on this team. Like, and I also don't like that people are called like, like, Oh, this season's a fluke. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You no. know, that's like, was the Eagle season last year a fluke? Like the Giants absolutely earned the right to be here. They won a playoff te- a game against a good Vikings team with not a great Vikings team, but a good Vikings team. Um, but you do see it's like, okay, we got some good coaching. Now it's about getting good players, which is the only thing I'm holding off on this regime um, because they can do things the right way. The only thing that the only thing that I still have hold out from being like, and Joe Shane we trust is – And it's a big worry. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's 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 a to-be-decided, you know, um, with this rookie class. It's just, at the end of the day, being a good roster, you can talk about trades and stuff, it's about drafting good players, right? Like yep. so, it's it's how good are they at that? But we got a whole off season to talk about drafting players and stuff. Um, yeah, maybe we should. This this draft class this year is kind of like a very nuanced 
story to look at because you have Neil, you have you know Thibodeau is obviously you know he, he's Thibodeau Feel good in Kayvon. you know, and then Wandale is a whole is a whole big like whoa. I, I mean, don't the whole know. class was injured. Yeah, basically. I mean, it, but even like guys that didn't really get a ch- an opportunity to play. I mean, you're like Cordell Flott, like man, that is a big like big TBD, uh, and I mean, basically everyone's a TBD besides Kayvon and Cave like Kayvon's going to be a good player. The TBD is can he be a great player? Right. Um. You know, so the, the entire, but again, it's, I don't want to judge the rookie class, no. the, you know, the moments after we lost. Um, and then on offense, the pressure was horrible. And then James, here's the thing. They knew what we were running. They they knew. Like we had put together a nice streak of, of changing the offense and the Eagles to give them credit, give their coaching staff credit. They knew, and big the James Bradbury interception was the most classic of interceptions by James Bradbury. Yeah, we saw it. It was twenty twenty one. It was last year, the Thursday night football game. I I felt like I was in deja vu where he jumps that route against Terry McLaurin, and then it's like holy shit, the Giants have an opportunity to just go down and score and end the game. And then of course the Giants' offense doesn't do that. I thought that that James Bradbury interception that he had, uh, you know, tonight was very similar to the one that he had last year. And what Bradbury's so great is not just jumping that; it's when you see Saquon run that swing, right. ex, ex, essentially expect expect a stick route, curl route, right? So, but now, say uh, Daniel Jones is a smart quarterback, right? So, if James Bradbury shows zone, he's going to throw it to Slayton. Yeah. If they show man coverage, he's going to throw it to Saquon Barkley. Well, what does he do? He makes it look like, like he sees Saquon on the swing. He makes it look like zone. And then, bam, pound, like just that little bit, you know, you got DJ to pull the trigger, and he makes a play on on it. Um, you know, so it's just none of these cats showed up uh, in this game. Like, I, I want to go back and rewatch the quarterback stuff because you can't see stuff backfield. But it's just the Giants' quick game, it seemed like they were just ready for it all game. And we can go back and, like, is could we have had some big plays? But the offensive line – couldn't hold yeah, you up. You can't hold up. There for was, it. you know, there was. They weren't able to get DJ involved. Like this, this Eagles defense was just ready for everything the Giants had, you know. And that's why I said the the hindsight would be to just kind of pound the rock and see what you can do. But again, it, it wouldn't have mattered because the Giants were not going to go score every drive like the Eagles offense. Did. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, if you're going to beat this Eagles team, it's not. It, I don't think you can replicate. The Washington game plan. I think that was for the Giants. So I think that's looking at it now, going into the game. Not it, it is one hundred percent hindsight, but that's it, the only way you could. And then you have to have some good breaks. Yeah, do you know what I mean game. by the Washington game plan? I'm talking about the Washington game that they beat them. Yeah, that Jaylen they beat Hurts the Eagles, yeah. where they just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran that's, the ball, that, ran the ball. That's so tough, though, man. Because to it put is together, tough, but to they got put together, in this game. yeah, to put together. So many plays and so many drives, and and try and replicate it and finish those drives. You know, it, it's, it's yeah, tough. it's tough. But there was one point I mean, where you I look saw at a stat the score, and it's tough to win the way they did. Yeah, there was, they I saw smoked. at one point there was a stat of like the Eagles twenty out of twenty four plays that they ran, they ran in the Giants' territory. So yeah, you're not winning a game. I don't care how bad or good your offense is. Yeah, uh, and again, I mean Kenny Gainwell had over hundred rushing yards. So yeah, who I guess is, who was Kenny Gainwell? We talked about him on the draft preview, oh. receiving back out of Memphis. Uh, one of the better receiving backs. At, no, all right, let's stop there. All right. Um, You're in draft mode now. Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow morning, waking up, going to the office, and working on the senior, senior bowl. Uh, McKinney also had some really bad plays, namely the yeah, falling down on, on the first one. Yeah, Julian Love 
got beat up the seam on the, on on that what was the second or third play of the game, um, and then Dex and Leo like again, you know, Daniel Jones didn't you know what did he what did he do in this game? I mean, they had so many three and outs, and obviously a lot of that has to do with pressure. He got sacked five times, fifteen of twenty seven, one hundred thirty five yards, and then the interception obviously was was huge. I mean, that was fourteen zero that game. And they and that was that was the play that was the play right after the Matt Breida catch, which was like awesome play. DJ escaping, making yeah. time, and insane then insane catch by Breida. Too. Great catch by Breida, and it's like okay, okay, like let's get let's make this make this make this game fourteen seven to see what happens. And then that interception, like that's yep. that was essentially the game. That and, and it, this sucks, man, because it didn't even feel like they were in the game. It didn't even feel like all right. We had kickoff. It didn't even feel like the. They were they belonged on the same field as the Eagles, and that's what's so frustrating about being in the playoffs and getting this far. Like I, I'm, you're you were really demoralized on stream, and I I was kind of a little bit more loose. Like, hey, we had a good season. I did I did ex, I I I kind of did expect to to lose, not like this, but they weren't even in the game. Like if you if you just did not watch this, if you're a Giants game that just if you're a Giants fan that just did not watch this game. You can get a summary by be like, oh yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happened good for the Giants, yeah. and you'd be like, all right, cool, I'll see you next year. But the fact that we got so excited, you know, we had you know all this hype, and we're going to do it our way. The Giants are going to do it their way, and you know, even even some of the you know the the biggest people that are haters of the Giants, you know, saying, oh, can we go on a run like oh seven eleven, pa pa pa, you know, it, tough. That that's why it's tough because they just never felt like they were in the game. Yeah, um, and again, we'll, we will. Take a, a step back and, and look at the season and be happy with the way the season played out. Um, but it's fresh and it's raw right now, and it sucks. Um, the only co- – well, two, one coaching issue was Dable hunting it at the end of the game, but I'm not going to freak out about that because the game they didn't want to have won anyways. But I that's, would not have gone for it that fourth and eight. And this is actually pretty the early game, unusual. Yeah, this is pretty unusual for you and I because you were saying in the moment – I don't mind it because you were kind of in no man's land. They were at like around the forty yard line. It was at the forty. At the forty yard line, I don't know, man. Because Dable's reasoning as to why he didn't go for it later in the game is because he said, "Oh, nothing." That was weak. That was like we don't working offensively. They're like that's we don't want the score to get run up. That's one, and I don't know why coaches do that. And 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 again, they still end up running the score up. What's the difference between losing? They did. That's a that's a quit punt, which I I hate that shit when coaches yeah. do that. It's so weird. But the, like, but it's so weird to go for on fourth and eight and then not go for that fourth and short. But I I would not that early in the game, I would not have gone for it at fourth and eight. And you said at the moment you here, said that you didn't mind. It. Here's why I would because this Eagles team is so good that you kind of need something like that to hang. And again, like they punt the ball, there's a good chance they get a touchback, and that that's only a twenty yard punt. You know, and, and it can be even, you, you know, go back to that Commanders game that the Giants won where Ron Rivera punts and doesn't gain any field position and then the Giants go for it on the fourth and seven and get the ball to Richard James. So I, I have no problem with that. But the punt at the end of the game was so, so soft. And then my other coaching thing that I'm I'm bothered by is Wink Martindale. Pressure breaks pipes, man. You sat back in zone all game long. Or at least when it mattered. There were times where he started to bring the blitz. There were times where whenever he did, he, it worked in yeah, the passing game. Yeah. So and and it, and it felt like again at that point because the Giants were just flat out never in the game. Whenever we saw them play press or them bring the blitz and start to pressure Jalen Hurts, it was like, well, that 
that that play that stop doesn't really matter at this point since you're already down by three scores. Yeah. So like it's and again, Jalen Hurts only threw the ball 24 times, had 150 yards, but on key downs and especially that first drive of the game when Jalen Hurts they were throwing the ball, they were just giving to and like that. The first the first third down of the game bothered me more than anything because it's third and five. And it's like you just put Adore Jackson seven yards off AJ Brown. Why? He's going to win that. He's going to win that. You I, know? I knew that we were going to say like you, you were kind of convinced that I was convinced that's what they should do. Yeah, and, and I agree, and I agree. But I just, I just, there was like a back brain part of part worry in me that they were not going to completely just flip the script and change it for this Eagle game. That they were going to kind of repeat the same thing that they did against the Vikings last week. So. Which and again, the Vikings' game plan on defense was a bad game plan. The the Giants' offense won that game. Um, we have we don't have any ads, do we? Yeah, I mean, I can I can read a DraftKings ad because I don't know how many I don't know how many shows we're gonna do this week. We said that we're gonna do three. Maybe um, we'll, see, we'll, we'll just, see what if when the depends on when the John Mara, Joe Shane end of season pressers are. Yeah. All right. So if this would. Kindly load for me. Just yeah, a team just deci- a team just decided to run on us, and again they gave up 268 yards rushing. I mean they had 120 yards more rushing than they did passing. I am very dismissive of being good against the run, and my my way of approaching it is it's kind of the same as like special teams, where I feel like stopping the run should be kind of a simple thing in the NFL. Now you probably come from it very differently. Stopping the run in the NFL should kind of be a simple thing until it becomes a problem, and it's like a major problem. And I approach the same way with special teams. Like, I don't even want to think about special teams. But if it becomes a problem, and if I have to talk about it, I fucking hate it. And it's the same thing with stopping the run in the NFL. And just, it's, it's so frustrating. Because even if you're team a bad just go team, down your throat. even if you're a bad team against the run, like, you could allow four and a half-ish yards per carry. That won't kill you. Because teams don't want to run 15 plays on a drive anymore. They don't want to do it. They want to throw the ball. Yeah, but you can't just allow. You can't be that fucking bad. The where you're allowing the most yards per carry yeah. on the season, you know, for anybody. Yeah, so. I mean, you can't be allowing nine yards per carry to Kenneth Gainwell. Right, that's where it becomes an issue. Uh, this episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, four NFL teams, two conference championship games. The Giants are not part of them, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Did you bet anything while you were here? Remember I bet the Giants 20 bucks last week on the recap pod? Yeah. Didn't win that bet. Yeah, didn't didn't win that bet. Tough. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code WORLD, W-O-R-L-D. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship. We get 200 free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code WORLD. Talk Giants versus the world. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Where do we go from here in this podcast? Where do, where do we where do we go from here? Uh, I'm not. I, I know that people want the, is this guy back? Is this guy back game? Not going to do it. I can't do it right now. Um, do you think Brian Dable's back? Yeah. Yeah. After thinking about it long and hard, you know what we should do. We wait. Should, here's something. We should let's let's put out a, a clip tomorrow, 
and be like, I don't know if Dable's coming back. He may be done. Like Julian, start rolling with that. Like that's the first let's line. Just, yeah, let's just make up something that we could put on All right, social media. So you, so you respond. You respond to my first line. Go ahead. Now you respond. Wait. So what was your first? I line? I said I don't know if Dable's coming back. I think he may be gone. Yeah, it's. I mean, this ownership group has shown a lack of patience, and he could. This this very well may could be done. The Giants have a lot of tough decisions to make. Yeah, for sure. That punt was just as bad as the Joe Judge uh, QB <laughs> sneaks. Don't clip that. No, actually, do not. Do I, not post. I don't that. even care if it's two people. People that, will run with it. I don't even care if it's just two people who are like these idiots. It's going to be enough. People. To set people me will one hundred percent run with it. Here, here's something that I do want to, that I do want to kind of bring up. Uh, it's Sunday when people are listening to this, or Monday. So Sunday, Mike Kafka has like three interviews. I think that will be changed though, because the rule is is after the division championship, you can't have a first interview with someone who's still playing. So they were going to cram those in. Just like remember, like the Giants last year before the Bills Chiefs game, they interviewed they interviewed Dable and Leslie Frazier the day before, but sure. it, was, it was just quick Zoom calls to say they got the interview done. Okay, that way they. So I I would. I would think that Kafka probably gets his interviews spread out now that the Giants don't yeah. have to, are, are are out of it. Right, well, well, anyway, I mean, Kafka has like three coming up, maybe more, and then Wink, Wink has, has one. one with the Colts, but the Colts are interviewing anybody with a pulse. But I could see them hiring Wink. I don't know after this game, though. The Colts are the one team I can see hiring Wink because Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay is like, I want that guy in my building. Like, those guys would be best. Jim Irsay and Wink Martindale would be best friends, which I'm not even sure Wink Martindale would be a good head coach, to be honest. Um, and, and he wants and, to be though. And this is coming from a guy who wanted him to be the Giants head coach in 2020. Um, I just I think some guys are made to be coordinators, some guys to be head coaches. Um, Kafka, I can see getting there, but I I don't think we lose either of those guys. Yeah, if you were to put a gun to my head, I say no to both. Please. <laughs> um, you were just about to do it. I was getting ready. I one time I I know we're goofing off a little bit right now, but. There was a, oh, yeah, maybe you can't say that you're in a crowded place uh, when we're just losing. And I said, like, we're on the loudspeakers. I was like, someone give me a gun. Mm. And I was like, oh, crowded space. Don't don't say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we going to do the thank yous and stuff right now? Are we going to end this podcast? Oh, is this going to be our quickest podcast ever? Or is it um, like, what else is there to oh, talk about? Uh, Daniel Jones versus contact lenses. Yeah, was very shocked at that. I was like, what is going on? Is it the, it's like, is it, it's like they wouldn't take him out of the game for the ear. And I first thing. said contact lens. And I said, he's wearing contacts. And you were like, no. I'm like, yeah, he just touched his eye. And he got something clear. Yeah, that's kind of cr- Like, we never knew that he wore we contacts. We take so much pride in knowing everything about the Giants. We never knew that Daniel Jones' vision was fucked up. Yeah. I'm, I'm now upset. I haven't really been on Twitter all that much. But now I'm now upset simply for Daniel Jones because people may run with the with the oh, whole, the oh, thing can't of him see. with his contacts. Oh, yeah. the thi- oh, he can't see. That's why he threw that interception. And the whole Daniel Jones turning over the ball is going to be a thing again. But no, it's not because he had like a one percent interception rate this year. Uh, so we're not. Let's not do the who's here, who's back. But the two big faces. I'm yeah. pretty confident DJ and Saquon are back. I'm and confident. I actually, I think the Saquon c- conversation is more uncomfortable than people want to admit, especially in the moment. Uh, but I definitely think both are back. Um, with DJ, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see w- what he gets, right? Because he's not gonna garner some 
40 million. I, I don't know. It's it's QB yeah, is such a weird spot where you, it's yeah, it's unpredictable. But the, the Saquon Barkley conversation is more uncomfortable than people do want to admit because I think if you look at if you look at what is sustainable for Brian Dable and Mike Kafka for them to win and the way that the Giants won towards the second half of the season, I think you look look at the way the Giants won in the second half of the season and look at their performance on early downs and then just look at the explosive plays, look at the points that they scored. They just weren't doing that stuff at the same rate and as consistently as they were towards the first half of the season. Yeah, it was really fun when we were running the ball and we were running out of the Wildcat and it was wacky, fun stuff. But I just think the way that they won in the second half of the season, or not even the second half, the, the last quarter of the season is much more sustainable than what we did in the first half. Um, and that involved centering your offense around the quarterback in, a, in an efficient running game, not necessarily a running game that was an offense that's shaped around the running game. So obviously we'll have time to talk about it, but yeah. it is an uncomfortable conversation. It's one that I'm I'm always ready to have. But um, I think, but I, I'm I would be shocked if both those guys aren't back. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I think the I, honestly, I think the smart thing to do with Saquon is to Le'Veon Bell him. The F the the F word. I was no, I was gonna say franchise tag him oh, to not, death. Not 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 screw him, huh? Uh just just levy on Bell him. But what we again, we got all off season. I think we do have to do like a because there's so many pending free agents that we might have to yeah. do a who do you bring back episode. Yeah, like I'm like I, I said during like Julian Love's PPP that oh, I think he's a like a priority, and I even said it at this point this year. I'm not I don't know if I'm He at that would point be anymore. my unpopular let go guy. Unpopular Is, let go. Oh you oh, so you're okay. But we'll. But again, I don't know what he's going to garner. Like I, I, I've seen people say him like at 10, 10, million, 10 a year. million a year. I'm not paying Julian Love ten three million three years. Year. We love Julian Love when he was the you know the the duct tape guy. Yeah, uh, I'm not paying him like a top safety. But we we got all. So I guess we can do the, all the thank yous and thanks for joining us. Yeah. this season. Well, let's stuff. well let's just talk about before we do thank yous. Let's just talk about what's like directly next for us. So for this week. We will end the season pressers, and then we'll probably do our awards show. Um, and then next week, we are in Mobile, Alabama. The football group of Just Giants podcast will be down there with us, yep. so we will we'll we will be in Mobile, Alabama. And you know, it's it's we said it before. We even I think we even went on Patreon Live. Football's so messed up, man. Where it's like season's over. All right, start working on the draft. Like <laughs> like I have we all have a sick in the breeze. Even though after the Senior Bowl, I might take like just two days of of doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm going to the office tomorrow morning to start cranking out some senior bowl stuff. Yep. So, uh, draft stuff. I think we're going to expand, not necessarily, not necessarily on the talking giants podcast. I think the preview, the draft preview stay, but on the jam football channel, there's going to be more expansive draft content, not just breakdowns, but more, yeah, more interactive stuff for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. This is I say this at I usually say this on the last preview pod of the year, yeah. but the Giants uh continue to continue to win and want a playoff game. I I always say this. One, thank you everyone for sticking around with us this year. I know we gained a lot of new people uh you know, new people, new people of the Talking Giants family. Truly appreciate this. But this is my pitch to you, and I said it on the live stream at Billy's. Yeah, everyone wants to listen to the season, right? Everyone wants to pay. I think Talking Giants offseason, offseason Talking Giants is the best Talking Giants. We put all of our effort into every single topic like it it was the Giants uh, Giants recap game. Um, we, we are going to hit every single thing. Uh, we're going to be on top of stuff. 
you're going to have free, you know, the best free agency coverage, the best draft coverage, even when it gets to June and July, I enjoy, I enjoy those episodes. Um, so everything, everything and anything that happens with the New York Giants, we are going to be uncovering and on top of it and, and giving you every detail that you could out of it, whether we, you know, whether we need to sign a new linebacker coach or what we will be giving you everything you need to know about those guys. And we should have some, you know, player interviews we'll do. Yeah, I have some lofty goals, not necessarily player-wise. I think all the players that maybe we can get or even some reappearances this offseason, I think all those things are realistic. But I have some lofty goals. I'm kind of I'm challenging myself this year just as like a creator more. Like we're going to be shooting the combine within the next couple of weeks that I'm really excited for. That's going to go on like the JM Entertainment channel. So, and and that that as a production is going to really take a major step up. So I not only, you know, we'll do player interviews on Zoom and whatever as they kind of as they kind of come in, but I, I really want to shoot higher in terms of if we're going to do something with players and if they really like us and if we really like them, I want to shoot for the stars in terms of what we can do content-wise with players. Um, I'll save some of those thoughts for when, for when they happen, but um, our off-season talking giant stuff, uh, re- really stick with it. And the main reason why we're able to literally do everything in depth and everything that we do has so much detail with it and we put so much attention to uh, this show is because, and our football coverage is because that you all listen and you all you know are, are with yeah, us. Yeah, other shows at... Our company, whoever, aren't able to go to the Senior Bowl and do no. like, like, and even other Giants podcasts. I mean, we're we Bobby and I are able to do this. Like, this is our job, and this is, and we do this for a living, and and we're able to uh, sell out at a place like Mister Purple that can fit two hundred people, and then oh shit, we could actually fit like a hundred, hundred and fifty people more. Yeah, thank you everyone that came to the live event. Yeah, as much as it was as it was nowhere near as fun. This one, this one, it was uh, cool to meet everybody. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was, it was, I, I'm not going to say it's a good time because of the Giants loss. I <laughs> was going to be honest. It was, a, it was a bad time. But bad I, time I was very appreciative of everyone that yeah. was there. Yeah, so. but it was a great time hanging with everybody. Like anytime we do something, whether it's a tailgate, um, whether it's a watch party, anytime we do something with our community, that's like the best time uh, that I genuinely have. And the reason why we're able to have 200 people, Mr. Purple, 300 people plus at Billy's in the Bronx and watch the Giants together is because all you you know, have clicked on, you know, what we do and you keep coming back and you love us and, and we love you too. So that's really the, the most Giants important thing. Talking Giants versus the world. It's always going to be Talking Giants versus the world. We got you covered with all the Giants stuff. Thank you for an awesome season. Thank you to the Giants for an awesome season too because it was kind of, yeah. it was a it was a really nice refresher and it was a it's, really good reminder of like, oh, well, this is winning football. This is why we do what we do. Halftime. Of week one, the Giants are down thirteen zero. And I'm sitting in Nashville, and you're sitting at home. And too. we are, and I, I'm seriously, my, I'm, I'm in my, I'm saying out How loud. The fuck, are we doing this? I was like, I was like, I can't. I was like, I don't know if I can do another year of this. Like, yeah. this is gonna suck. And so, it was definitely a very fun season. So, any, anything else, Justin? Before we sign off, um, Anthony in the Patreon chat asked, "Will Jamie Gillian be back?" Hopefully not. Hopefully. Thomas McGahey, people have said he's going to be head coach one day. He, he's well-respected in the building. Wouldn't be mad. You you, you shut your mouth. He's very well-respected. Well, very well-respected. The most well-respected in, well in the league. All right, that's an episode. We'll be back. Uh, to, don't, don't know a date. Uh, don't, don't, don't know the next day that we'll be back. It was some 
at the latest Friday. At the latest Friday. Um, so we appreciate you guys. We're, you know what? This this is on a Saturday. We're gonna we're gonna have two more episodes because the next one I don't want to do awards on the next one. So we'll do a post season pressers, uh, and and then we will be back. So Guarantee we it. we appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. We love you. Until then, let's go. Well, oh shit! No, I'm not stopping it. Thank you, Mr. Brownstone, for letting us win some games. Now let's mm. win some more games. All right, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you when we see you. Until then, let's go Big Blue. <laughs>